Welcome to the third episode of the Speaking of Romeo and Juliet podcast series. Sorry it's been a while since my last podcast episode and I offer no good excuses, except that I've been drowning in a lot of marking and I don't have a superpower to slow down time. As you know, my OneNotes are available on the school site and they've been shadowing my in-class lessons, as intended since they're just recaps. But the assignments have already been issued and I trust you've begun planning for it. It just makes sense to now make my podcasts ahead of my in-class lessons as much as possible since there aren't enough lessons in our school week to cover the remaining scenes. Anyway, enough said about that. Let's get back to Romeo and Juliet, Act 2, Scene 3. The reason I've jumped to this scene is that some of you might be interested in choosing Friar Lawrence for your assignment. He's a very unusual kind of holy man. Some of today's young people might call him... Um, you know the TV show Breaking Bad? It's like the character Heisenberg, as he appears to be very talented in concocting medicinal substances in his herbal laboratory. The scene opens with Friar Lawrence talking about the similarities between a woman's body and the earth as nature's womb, that both produce new life, except that the biggest difference is at the end of that life. Nature's children, like the like the plants, return to the earth, which become their tomb, its final resting place. Is it just me, or is Shakespeare already foreshadowing the end of Romeo and Juliet? Okay, maybe it's just me. So, Friar Lawrence continues his monologue about the fruits of the earth, saying that everything that the earth produces is wholly good, but It is that the application of Earth's materials that could be evil. Quote, Nor aught so good but, strained from that fair use, revolts from true birth, stumbling on abuse. Virtue itself turns vice, being misapplied, and vice sometime by action dignified. Unquote. Then Romeo enters Friar Lawrence's cell and overhears him talking to himself about a particular flower that smelled sweet, but was deadly if ingested. He mentions that every living thing, including man, has a dual nature, one of good and the other of evil. If the bad one is stronger, the body will eventually die due to sickness. Why is Shakespeare telling us this? What's the message that he's possibly leaving here? Well, it is a tragic irony that extreme and unfortunate events, namely someone's death or sacrifice, can bring good results. Shakespeare is already, in a way, throwing the future of Romeo and Juliet under the bus, so to speak, in order for the violence in Verona to finally end. At least, that's my take on it. Romeo confesses to Friar Lawrence that he has not been in bed, but up late and having a dreamy time. The friar understandably assumes he is out late with Rosaline, but Romeo eventually clarifies that the object of his new love is now Juliet. Quote, then plainly, no, my heart's dear love is set on the fair daughter of rich Capulet. But this I pray that thou consent to marry us today. Unquote. Um, you get an idea of how rash young Romeo is. And don't blame Shakespeare, because it wasn't his original story. 
Romeo is in emotional pain for days because of his unrequited love for Rosaline. But today, he runs to the friar to set up a quick wedding ceremony without pre-booking or paying a deposit, only hours after falling in lust over an enemy's only daughter. Wouldn't we all be shocked? I mean, the guy didn't pre-book. Friar Lawrence exclaims, quote, Holy Saint Frank! Unquote. But instead of congratulating Romeo, Friar Lawrence admonishes him for being so superficial and fickle. Quote, what a change is here! Is Rosaline that thou didst love so dear, so soon forsaken? Young men's love then lies not truly in their hearts, but in their eyes. Unquote. He further chastises Romeo, calling him weak-minded. But he sees the promise of a new happy alliance between the traditional enemies and cautiously consents to help Romeo. Quote, Wisely and slow, they stumble that run fast. Remember this, because we'll see later on how Friar Lawrence himself appears to stumble for running too fast, especially with Juliet's life. As a final note, I just want to remind you that my OneNotes and podcasts are meant to help you specifically with your assignment, not to create a complete comprehensive resource about the play for the sake of the play. Other people on the internet have incomparably better videos or audio tutorials on summarizing Romeo and Juliet, but I hope you get a better sense of who Friar Lawrence is and the kind of relationship he has with Romeo. It gets more interesting as the story progresses. So, stay tuned. Stay tuned.